Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Chad. And I'm Eli. And this week we have a cryptid. But first we're going to play a trailer. Hey folks, Dreadnought here from the Faith Blind Council podcast. Myself, Frater Yara Marud, and Seder Cologne have been working for over a year to produce a show that talks about practicing chaos magic with three practicing chaos magicians. We cover all sorts of topics from deep paradigm dives on subjects such as Gnosticism and Southern American conjure to techniques such as divination and meditation and even sex magic <laughs> but don't take my word for it check out this clip from one of our latest episodes but like you mentioned eighth house being like the house of shame like where i have totally like, been to the house you're, of shame you're, before <laughs> where you're yeah waffle you're house thinking, yeah <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I have in my my eighth house is um, my my moon sign. So what's, Dumpster fire. what's yes. interesting about there being kind of shame associated with your moon sign and your emotions is that your moon is in Virgo, right? Virgos yes. Virgos are the like the sign that are the most critical of themselves, like. You, it's very hard to hurt a Virgo's feelings because you will never say something meaner to a Virgo than a Virgo says to themselves when they're by themselves. For this and so much more discussion about magic in general, be sure to check out the Faith Blind Council podcast at faithblindpodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts at. Thank you so much for checking out our show, and we hope to see you soon. So, Dave. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this cryptid that we are covering tonight? The Michigan Dogman is a bipedal canine cryptid, mostly unknown to the outside world until the late 20th century. It is said this creature has been stalking around the Manesti River since back when the Ottawa tribes lived in the region. The first report of this creature allegedly happened in Wexford County, Michigan in 1887. Since then, sightings have been reported all across Michigan, mostly in the northwestern quadrant of the Lower Peninsula. By 1987, the legend became widespread when a disc jockey named Steve Cook 
at WTCMFM recorded a song about the legendary creature. This song was recorded with a keyboard backing credited to Bob Farley. After Cook played this on air out of the Traverse City Station, he began receiving calls from listeners who had encountered a similar creature. Soon it became the most requested song people would call into the station about. Cook also sold cassette tapes for $4 and donated those proceeds to an animal shelter. Cook says he has received over 100 reports of the creature's sightings. Cook added verses to the song in 97 and again in 2007. Let's listen to the song, shall we? We shall. None of those men ever said very much about whatever happened then. They just packed up their belongings and left that night and were never heard from again. It was ten years later in 97 when a farmer near Buckley was found. Slumped over his plow, his heart had stopped. There were dog tracks all around. Seven years past the turn of the century, they say a crazy old widow had a dream. Seven. 
man of the cloth found claw marks on an old church door. The newspaper said they'd been made by a dog. He'd have had to stood seven foot four. In 67, a van load of hippies told a park ranger named Quinlan they'd been awakened in the night by a scratch at the window. There was a dog man looking in and grinning. In 77, there were screams in the night near the village of Bel Air. Could have been a bobcat, could have been the wind. Nobody looked up there. Then in the summer of 87, near Luther, it happened again. At a cabin in the woods, it looked like maybe someone had tried to break in. There were cuts around the doors that could only been made by very sharp teeth and claws. He didn't wear shoes because he didn't have feet. He walked on just two paws. So far this year, no stories have appeared. Have the dog been gone away? Have they disappeared? Soon enough, we'll know because this is the time to fear or another 10 years has come around the seventh year is here and somewhere in the northwoods darkness a creature walks upright and the best advice you may ever get So we're gonna have to do a remix of that song. That was pretty awesome. Put it song. to get a rap going to it. <laughs> I, I have to say that for the twenty two hundredth episode cryptid battle, Dogman's gonna have high points solely from that song. <laughs> I'll just wait for the two hundredth episode. I'll have a remix done. Nice. Let's see. My song that I had in my head was "Oh Where Is the Werewolf." <laughs> oh Where Is the Werewolf? Oh Where Oh Where is the werewolf? I like Steve Cook's version better. Me too. <laughs> and he actually played this song as an April Fool's Day joke based on myths and legends from North America. He had never even heard of the Michigan Dog Man. He said, The Dog Man song, right from the beginning, was a radio bit. And like most radio bits, we expected it to come and go. I made it up completely from my own imagination as an April Fool's prank for the radio and stumbled my way to a legend that goes back all the way to Native American times. Cook also said, I'm tremendously skeptical because I've sort of seen the way folklore becomes built from the creation of this song to what it turned into. But I do believe people who think they see something really did see something. 
I also think the dog man provides them with an avenue to explain what they couldn't explain for themselves. When asked why he thought so many reported their encounters to him, Cook had this possible insight. They didn't want to talk about it because everybody would think they were crazy. The song was a catalyst they could latch on to. Cook was also quoted as saying, When I'm walking my dog at sunset and a twig snaps behind me, I look over my shoulder with a little bit of a quiver. There are new creatures being discovered by science every day. Now, if our listeners remember back to like episode three or four, we covered the Oklahoma dogman. Mm-hmm. And if you want more information on uh, lycanthropy, that's a good episode to listen to if you can handle the um, sound quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and me saying the wrong word the entire time. <laughs> but. On that note, we're going to be starting to dig back into some of our older episodes. Oh, really? Dig back into them and revisit some of those with some better sound quality for y'all. We're going to dig deeper. Dig deeper. Yes, Daddy. Deeper. Yes. Pull my dentures. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, Sorry, Grandma. (laughs) As the song said in 1887 in Wexford County, Lumberjack saw a bipedal creature with a human body and a dog's head. In 1938, Robert Fortney in Paris, Michigan was attacked by a pack of five wild dogs and said one of them walked on two legs. In 1961, while a night watchman was on duty at a manufacturing plant in Big Rapids, Michigan, he saw a strange creature. What he thought at first to be a man until he noticed dog-like features. He took a picture of the creature, which has not been analyzed and still remains an unsolved mystery. In the book, The Beast of Bray Road, author Linda S. Godfrey compares the Manistee sightings to a similar creature sighted in Wisconsin. She said, From the sheer number of sightings and the continuity of them over the years in various places, you can't put them all off as a figment of the imagination. They are real in some ways to all of the eyewitnesses. I'll give them that. Yeah. Perception is a very powerful thing. I want to say I've read one of Godfrey's books for the she, podcast. She, yeah, she's wrote many books. Cook and Godfrey both refer to Native American lore as an explanation for the Dogman legend. There was this warlike tribe, and they had the ability to transform themselves into any creature they chose when going into battle. They they chose the wolf because he was the scariest and the most awesome. I remember talking about that in the Lycanthrope episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, especially with, like, the Norse Vikings and things, wearing uh, wolf skins and bear skins and... The skeptic side of Cook said that it was more than likely just the tribe donning wolf pelts before battle. Godfrey had another theory, that the dogman and other beasts are spirit creatures which come into our world and assume a physical form before returning back to the spirit world. The skeptic side of her said, Bipedal locomotion is not supernatural. Any mammal can do it. If trained or motivated. You ever see the uh, video of the dog that was missing its front legs and it learned how to walk 
exclusively on its hind mm-hmm. legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't stride. It hops. Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference between the dogman sightings and that particular dog is that dog doesn't walk one foot in front of the other like the dogman sightings do. The dogman sightings walk like a human. That dog hops both legs well, at the same time. Well, you just got to think, yeah. I mean, bears will walk one leg in front of the other yeah. you know, standing on their hind legs. So I'm sure dogs can learn it too. Yeah, they could. I, I mean, I guess. But, I mean, even circus-trained dogs that do the bipedal walking and stuff like that, they hop. It's the way their legs are yeah. bent. It's hard for them to... They're, sure. they're bent backwards. They yeah. can't bend their knees. To... Yeah, because even a three-legged dog will hop with its back legs. Yeah. That's the thing. With, I guess with bears, they are their knees are bent correctly. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say it to walk They're bent to be bipedal. Yeah. yeah. Bipedal, bipedal. Yeah. According to NorthAmericanDogmanProject.com The NAPD is made up of volunteers in many states of the continental U.S. and growing. The majority of our members have backgrounds in the fields of law enforcement, military, and other crypto groups. Most are experienced observers, hunters, and possess good tracking experience and ability. NAPD members have professional technical knowledge in handling equipment, for evidence collection purposes. Our team is available 24-7, 365 a year, and we welcome anyone who is willing to aid us in the hunt. We currently have over 700 members around the world. And that's the NADP, by the way. What did yeah. I say? NAPD. <laughs> oh. North yeah. American Police Department. <laughs> North American Penis Department. That's NorthAmericanDogmanProject.com. Dot com. And here are some personal encounters people have submitted to this project. All right, this one happened in Jackson County, Kansas, September 13th, 2013. Before I say anything about my encounter, I just want to clarify that when I saw this thing, I went to Google and searched up what it was. I came across this website and found another person in Jackson County had had an encounter with something like this. So I know I'm not crazy. I'd been studying wolves and their behavior for about three years before I had an encounter. I know that considering Jackson County is about 656 square miles with a population of 674,158 and it's being particularly infested with wildlife such as deer, livestock, and predators such as coyotes and foxes, It wouldn't be likely for a large predator such as a wolf to be lurking in the sparse woodlands. The average wolf territory is 13 to 2,400 miles. And it'd be easy for such a huge creature to live just in Jackson County alone. Jackson County alone. This may even be the very same dog wolf man thing that the other person saw. Anyway, on to the counter. Encounter. I was just chilling on the laptop in the living room watching people blow stuff up (laughs) when I felt like I had to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. He was about to go blow something up. (laughs) I set the laptop down and put my headphones on the keyboard and and got out of the chair. Let me clarify. I'm not a bloody psychic or medium or anything or anything, but I sort of... But I have sort of a sixth sense where I can tell if something's watching me. And I knew something was. Everybody has that ability. Mm-hmm. We had a huge window in, on the wall just above the couch. 
And it was a particularly cold night, so the window caught things like breath fairly well. I turned to the window thinking that whatever it was was watching me from there. I knew I'd seen it if it was. We have motion sensing floodlights. It, and it'd have to be either standing on something or tall as the devil himself in order to see to the window on the trailer, which is about six to eight feet off the ground, with the top of it being 11 feet. I looked over to the window. The only thing I could see was that the floodlights were on and something seemed to duck under the window, like a kid playing hide and seek. I didn't think anything of it, considering our neighbors were the sort of druggies and alcoholics that often come and look in our windows. And every opening into the house was locked, so I had nothing to worry about. I went to the bathroom, and when I finished, I washed my hands and went back to the laptop. Good job for washing your hands. I noticed that the floodlights went out, so whatever it was was gone. Not thinking anything else of it, I went back to watching people blow stuff up. Should I, I should mention also that my eyes are sharp, sharp enough to spot a bird about 50 feet away in a tree. So, so it's no surprise that when the floodlights came on, I noticed immediately. I glanced up from the screen, expecting a drunken high idiot to be looking in with a stupid expression on his face. But I was frozen by what I saw. It was a huge huge wolf that was looking at me with dirty, ambery yellow eyes. Its ears looked like they were torn or cropped or something, and the face looked sort of human-like. Not really full human face, but more like a jawline look, very muscular and human, and human compared to the rest of its face. Its lips were curled back, and it seemed as if it were snarling, though I couldn't hear if it was. And its breath caught on the cold glass. It was so tall that the top of its head was halfway up the window. And if I had to guess how wide it was, I'd probably say maybe the width of my shoulders. I knew that whatever it was was most likely it most likely had a woolish in, wolfish instinct. So I did the only thing I knew to do, which was to avoid eye contact and make yourself look as small as you you could whilst having your throat and underside showing. This is a very common submissive position, and although I was scared out of my mind, I knew that holding eye contact would make me seem like a challenger and running would make me seem like prey. When I did this submissive position, I mu it must have worked for it to leave me alone because it hit the window, which made the entire trailer shake, and it went away. Hadn't heard or seen anything else like it since, although I do hear an odd howling coming from the back roads. God help the poor idiot that decides to try to hunt this thing down. I can tell you know that whatever it is was not friendly because if it were, it wouldn't have slammed my window as hard as it had. And it would not have been growling like, or like I'd taken its food. Although it practically did assault my window, I could understand why it was upset. I was on its territory after all, an intruder and possibly a threat to its existence and its prey. It's really just best to stay out of its way and respect it. After all, it's one of God's many strange creations in the world. He goes into a lot of detail. I assume it's a he watching the blow shit up bit of videos. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. This next one was in Osage County, Kansas in the summer of 2016. I was driving home from doing some shopping in a nearby town and was all alone just driving and listening to the radio. It was just before sunset on a beautiful summer day. I was admiring the sky because it was such a bright orange. While driving through some S-curves in the road, 
I made the first turn and saw some deer dart across the road. Immediately, I hit the brakes to slow down, not knowing if there were more to come out of the woods. On the opposite side of the road, it drops down a steep embankment to a farm field. I had slowed the car down and scanned the tree line for more deer. That's when this thing jumped out of the woods running after the deer. He landed in the middle of the road and cleared the rest of the road in his next stride. It was so hard to comprehend what I saw. But it sounds like the description that people have claimed on here. It was a gray figure with a short, sleek coat. I did not see a tail on this creature. It was on all fours and was the same height as the deer. His head was very odd. It looked like a dog head with a cropped pointed ears and had a very short muzzle. But he briefly turned his head towards me when he crossed and his eyes. I wouldn't say they glowed, but they weren't normal eyes. They were like dull yellow, and they definitely stood out. His body was what really confused me, because the way it moved was like a human who would move when trying to run all fours. Its gait looked lazy, like he was just kind of loping across the road. It was very muscular on the front end, and very thin, almost sickly-looking abdominal area and hind legs. Once he was across the road, I lost sight of him over the embankment. I was so confused as to what I had just as to what I had saw that I didn't tell anyone right away, for fear they would think I was crazy. I have been searching for answers since then and came up with nothing. I eventually told my husband and and one close friend, but neither of them heard anything that matched my description. I'm still not a hundred percent sure that I saw a dog man but it's the only thing I have come across that sounds reasonably close to what I saw. Huh, I read the guy, you read the girl. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Yeah. Well, the description, well, true. I'm making assumptions. It is Although 2021, I, I think Amy. in 2016, wasn't gay marriage still illegal? No, I think it was legal. In Kansas? Uh, I don't know about that. That description of it, though, sounds very similar to the description from the other Kansas story. Even oh, like the cropped yeah. up ears and yeah, yeah, the yellowish dull and the size and too. Yeah, this could that could have really well, very well been the same creature. I don't know how close those two counties. I'm are. I'm starting but. to think dogmen are just uh, government chimeras that have escaped. Literally, I'm not even gonna lie to you. That was part of like uh, the whole little research thing that I will. The listening, reading, and whatnot that I did this past week, that's one thing that someone did talk about a lot was the um, idea of the mutation and or the genetic mutation of animals being created by the government. See, and people are scared they're trying to do that with the COVID vaccine, but they can do it without, obviously. Yeah. That's why we have all these weird cryptid creatures, right? <laughs> yeah. This one happened in Hamilton County, Kansas, in the early... 2000s. If you know anything about Kansas, you'll know it's dry, yep. flat, yep. and void of much forestry. Yep. As a kid, I lived on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I remember that we had our own playset outside, complete with swings and monkey bars. Humble brag. Yes, sir. <laughs> Nearby was a large patch of overgrown weeds, almost as tall as six feet in some places. 
I hated playing at the playset because sometimes around sunset, I see red eyes from within the weed patch. I told my grandparents, but they dismissed it as coyotes. However, one day, I wanted answers and I approached the weeds. Upon closer inspection, I saw a creature that looked similar to a dog with shaky white fur. I remember that I thought its front paws looked like that of gorillas. The creature moved away from me and I never saw it in the weed patch again. A year later, I saw the same figure lurking in the dark outside of the house. I was so paranoid. My mother could not get me to leave the house for a long time, except for going to school. I haven't seen this humanoid since, nor am I completely sure it is the fabled dogman. This next one is from Tennessee, Shelby County. The date is unknown. Just thought I'd report this as a potential dogman hearing, not sighting. Multiple co-workers of mine in a Shelby County, Tennessee medical facility have heard a strange creature screaming, making crystal clear sounds behind facility. It is well lit, fenced, but there are woods behind and also a river bottom near. Three separate people have heard the noise, two together, one at an earlier time last summer. This most recent event happened within the last month. When discussing it, the third person confided that they had also heard the noise in the pre-dawn house while getting something from their vehicle and couldn't believe it so they had never mentioned it to anyone. After hearing the details of what the other two heard, the third person confided, all three are medical professionals, have outdoor experience, and could not identify the creature making the sounds. They described it as being loud, crystal clear, and even though it was from an obvious distance, the call was loud enough to be heard clearly from within a running car with defroster blowing. This occurred at twilight near 6 to 7 a.m. Also, since this occurred near shift change, there were several ladies coming into work who obviously heard the noise too and rushed inside the building as observed by the two who were leaving. Can I please hear you say 6 to 7 a.m. again one more time? 6 to 7 a.m. That's sexier than hell, I tell you what. <laughs> That's mine. I know. <laughs> You're like, it's mine, it's furry. She has herself a dog man here, but he's more like a boar man with a hatchet, a facial hair. <laughs> okay. I just ignore it. Half now, this one happened in Auburntown, Tennessee. Date unknown. When we first moved into our cabin in Middle Tennessee, we still lived in three years ago. We were visited by an alpha female, and my boyfriend had numerous sightings and visits from the mail while, while I was away at work. We have had little contact since then. I had a total of about three encounters specifically for me, and he had three to four as well. First time I saw a dog man, I was in my front yard. Or we had just moved out there the week before Thanksgiving 2017. And this was around Christmas. I was driving for Lyft and kept very odd hours as to when I would drive home. This particular night, I, it was around 4.30 a.m. We don't have any lights in the front of the house or yard. And it's pitch black darkness. I got out of my car and went to get my bag out of my trunk. I turned my phone light on to help me. 
I reached up to close the trunk of my car and the phone light crossed the front of the yard. I saw a creature I didn't know existed on this earth. I only saw it from the chest down and it was sandy colored or cinnamon. Its waist was smaller and it had long fingernails that were held close to its chest curled up. Its legs that were like the dog hind legs, I went into the state of shock. I just focused on getting into the house. I had to cross the creek in front of the house to get over there. I didn't hear or see anything. I didn't look back. I was too scared. I was afraid I was going to be killed. I made it to the house okay. This one happened in Hamilton County, Tennessee. Date unknown. Laugh at me. (laughs) I really don't care. I don't know what I saw. It looked like a cross between a guy and a wolf. (laughs) I shit you not. I was on my way home from work. I was maybe 10 minutes from the house, coming up a big hill, and suddenly I got the strangest feeling. So I slowed down, thinking a deer was going to come out of the woods or something. I just felt like I was being watched or followed. There were no cars in front of me or behind me. I got to the top of the hill and slammed on my brakes, because as soon as I got to the top of the hill, a huge black airy thing came bound across the road. It was so big when it ran. Its back arched up and kind of like a cheetah, but only a lot more than that. I know that if I would have stood up, it would have been well over six feet tall. Maybe taller. Only if you stood up, though. Also, no, another car saw it, too. Because when I hit brakes, another car turned turned onto the road and slammed on their brakes, too. We both just sat there for a few minutes. Not really safe, considering, I know. But I was in shock. I truly had no idea what I saw. It was not a dog or a horse. Dogs do not get that big and arch their backs like this thing did when it was running. The arms, legs, or whatever it had were so long... It was having to throw them out to the side, think, think crowd walking, just to run. And the appendages it had were just as big as it was. It ran from one side of the woods to the other, nonstop. Like it was either going after something or running away from something. I honestly had no idea what I, what the holy freaking hell it was that I saw. I don't care if you laugh at me. I know what I saw. But he just said he has no idea when holy hell what he saw. But he knows what, but he, he, knows what he saw. He knows he didn't holy hell know what it is. They holy hell to sell the boat the body Hol- body. Well, he holy- saw what he saw, but you don't saw. You know what he saw. Yeah. Go do your research. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's Jefferson County, Tennessee in 2012. I'd like to tell you about the encounter my son had maybe four years ago. He told me about it then, but I had no clue. Now we have dogman encounters, and now I know. Here's what happened. My son's friend was driving him home about 11 p.m. through a rural residential area. The houses were spaced some distance apart. They were on a two-lane highway with no streetlights and very little traffic. The area is not overly wooded, but has patches of trees and fields. This area would probably be included in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Anyway, 
They were driving along, then suddenly, from the right side of the road, this thing sprang out and was across the road and into the bushes on the other side in two leg leaps or bounds or steps or however you want to say it. It was in full view because of their headlights. My son said the first thing he thought was dog. Zitch dog. <laughs> he went on to say that it was running on all fours like a deer. He said it was the color of a deer with a huge dog head, massive shoulders, and a really small waist. He kept repeating on how big it was. So I asked for a comparison. I asked if he meant huge like maybe a big deer or was it maybe as tall as a cow he answered and i can quote his answer mom this thing was massive if we had hit it the car would have been gone underneath it and its body would have hit the windshield i don't remember what kind of car it was but it was about the size of the shape of one of those older cindras he said that neither he or his friend said anything for about 10 seconds. Then his friend yelled, did you see that? My son said, yes. And they didn't say another word the rest of the way. And that's it. It's really creepy. I thought other listeners like might to hear about it. Your young teenage voice was on point. It was. <laughs> it's not like you're going through puberty. Yeah, it did. Little crack in it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And like just the pauses, oh. like yeah. That was awful. I, I I couldn't understand whether you were laughing at me as like, oh my god, he's going for it, or oh my god, it actually sounds good. <laughs> All right, this next one comes from Tioga County, New York, from October two thousand. It was later in the evening when I was driving back to my in-laws' house by myself, and I was going down a dirt road. I saw something in the ditch up ahead and on the right and didn't really know what it was until I got up far enough so that my headlights could catch it. I didn't know anything about dogmen until a couple of years ago. This thing had an outline of a huge dog, but when I got closer, it turned and looked at me. I just floored it. It didn't really bother me until I noticed it looking at me and saw that it was actually grasping what it was eating. I got back and didn't say exactly what I saw, I just asked them if there were any big dogs or wolves up there where they lived. My father-in-law just laughed and said, No. Then he asked why. I didn't say anything. The thing I will never forget are the reddish-orange eyes that just kept staring at me. And then here's one from Lake Champlain, New York. It looks like it's from a newspaper. Two men driving near Lake Champlain sighted two huge wolves running on their two back feet along an interstate highway. One witness claimed the creatures were running nearly 100 miles per hour. Hour, hour. That hour. was fast. Thanks, Dave. Back to you, Amy. All right, so we've heard from the plains. We've heard from the southeast and the northeast. I figure let's let's take a look at the southwest with New Mexico. And this comes from Eddy County. In April 1999. For some background info, I was raised in the desert, southeast of New Mexico, on two different ranches. So I am very well versed in the flora and fauna of our beautiful state. I even used to track semi-professionally for hunters and our local, local trapper. 
I know the critters around this state. We always lived in a very remote ranches, 50, sometimes 75 miles from the nearest actual town. My senior year of high school, I moved out on my own, being part of the DECA program, to live closer to my job and school. Living about 12 miles from Artesia, New Mexico, where my school and job were, seemed like living right in town after all of that. Oh my God, get to the fucking point. (laughs) I guess my story starts in April of 1990. Oh God. (laughs) April of 1999. My boyfriend and I were rooming with a couple in a trailer house outside of Lakewood, New Mexico. We rented a room from them and sometimes watched their two kids as part of our rental agreement. For the next few weeks that April, a lot of our neighboring landowners had been complaining about wild dogs coming up from the river and harassing their dogs and scaring their livestock. We live about a mile from the Pecos River, and wild dogs have indeed been a problem in the area. One guy had even reported some structural damage to one of his chicken coops. The couple we lived with had two dogs, both of them medium-sized terrier mixes. Neither of them were on the cowardly side. Now, I've been around terriers, and yeah, they are some fearless animals. They had been getting very skittish about going outside at night, though. So much so that we had to make sure to let them out right before sunset and not again until sunrise, because they they would not leave the trailer house otherwise at night. One Saturday night, about 11 p.m., I know it was Saturday because I had neither work nor school, Near the end of the month, the four of us were sitting around watching TV and just basically talking about stuff when the dogs, who were asleep in the master bedroom on the far east side of the house, started growling and barking at the window on the south wall of the bedroom. This was really unusual behavior for them, so we all got up to see what it was about. By the time we got there, the dogs had shifted their barking away from the window and it seemed to be barking at the wall and along the wall. Like they could smell something there, but it was moving. It was very strange. When they came up to the end of the room, their barking just went crazy. Suddenly, from further down the wall, at the same time where the kitchen was, we hear a a loud thrump and scuffling sound. It was powerful enough that we actually felt it, with it being a 60 by 16 trailer house and all. The dogs at that point just completely lost it. They cried out in high-pitched whine, and dove under the bed. We all ran out of the bedroom, down the hall, and into the kitchen to see what the heck was up. Peering out the kitchen window was pointless, as it was late. There was cloud cover, and the moon wasn't even out. We heard the scuffling noise again from further down the house, and we went into the living room to see what was up. We were all really confused at this point. The next few moments seemed to happen in slow motion. Appearing in the living room window from the left and looking right in at us from the glass was... I don't know what it was. From its shoulders up was what I could only describe as a man dog. Its shoulders were quite human and short, sleek hair. But it had a head of what looked like a Rottweiler. And and the teeth, oh my God, the teeth of this thing. All four of us screamed about at about the same time. And I guess it scared it off because it just disappeared. The image of, is forever seared into my head. Also note. This is a smaller. Tr- this or this was a trailer house, so the bottom of the window was easily six foot off the ground. That's a tall ass trailer, meaning this thing was seven foot something. 
no matter how big of a dog or wolf it was. I, it could not have stood up and looked at us like that in that window. The guys being guys immediately grabbed their shotguns and headed out the door, even though I told them it was a bad idea. Super dark desert, night, or big unknown critter? Uh, no. I guess they were out there looking around for, for some 20 minutes before they came back inside and said they couldn't find anything. The light from the house shining on it and it being so close to the window were the only reasons we saw it in the first place. None of us really slept well that night. It just felt creepy. The next morning, I got up early and decided to go have a look around to see if it, there were any tracks to identify, identify what the heck it was. The grass and weeds were right beside the house, pretty much hid any tracks it made there. Although I did find where it looked like something had clawed at the siding along the bottom of the house in a couple of places, making the thump and scuffling sounds the night before. I decided to follow the tracks the guys had made, and that was when I made the second most unnerving discovery. The guys made clear tracks in the sandy dirt, and whatever it was out there did as well, because I because it was pretty much circling them the entire time they were out there. The distance of about 40 feet. The tracks were huge. Canine and switching back and forth from four tracks to two, meaning it was walking bipedally for at least half the time it circled them. It's just freaking creepy. That is just freaking creepy. <laughs> like Becky, oh my God, that's a freaking heuristic... Situation. OMG, I'm telling you. Surprised nobody lost their tits. <laughs> All right, now let's look at Ada County, Idaho, in February Idaho. 2008. No, Idaho. Idaho. Ho. I saw a dog man walking along the Green Mountain, Boise, Idaho. And to be more specific, the area would be Garden City. The actual location of the Greenbelt would be the area of the Greenbelt that is just on the other side of the Veterans Parkway Bridge. For those not familiar with the area, the Boise River flows through downtown Boise and Garden City. Greenbelt is a walking, biking pathway that is paved that goes right next to the river. It was about 3.15 a.m. in February 2008, and I was scraping the ice off my car window. I had to be at work at 4 a.m. I realized that it was eerily quiet. I looked up and I saw it walking along the Greenbelt going toward the Veterans Parkway Bridge. The bridge goes over the Boise River and the Greenbelt Pathway goes under the bridge. It was tall. I would guess over seven feet. It turned its head and looked at me. It had a green neon colored glowing eyes. I said out loud, Oh my God. It turned its head back and continued walking along the greenbelt. It was walking slowly. I was frozen with fear and didn't move until I saw it vanish behind the building that was next to the Veterans Parkway Bridge. I assumed that it continued along the greenbelt underneath the bridge. It had dark brown fur all over its body, pointed ears, long snout, weird legs, a tail. I got a pretty good look at it. That section of the Greenbelt is at the end of a dead-end street and has a couple of businesses there with a parking lot that are all lit up with streetlights. I only saw it that one time. Seven feet tall? That seems to be the consensus. 
I'm starting to wonder how many people are seeing. I'm see. I'm still got that voice going. How many people are seeing Dogman or Bigfoot? It's like they match similar descriptions. Yeah. Other than like the dog face, but if you're at a distance, well, I don't know. Well, most of these are up most close. of them are short, stubby noses. Yeah, Ooh. most of these are up close, and th- they are all describing the bodies the same as like really scrawny legs. Yeah, you know, broad shoulders but scrawny legs. And, yeah. yeah, which is very dog-like. Yeah, I mean, like dog, our dog. Yeah, like like our dog looks like it's missed leg day its whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's all chest. Yeah, yeah. she's all chest. This is Hoodoo Valley, Idaho. Last winter, right after the first snow, my mother and I were driving home from Conyardale, Aline. You have to cross the train tracks twice to get to my house. After the second crossing is our neighbors that hang all kinds of crazy signs about giants in the woods, government cover-ups, and hoodoo legends of the howler. We've always thought these people were talking about Sasquatch. We were members of the BFRO, sorry, but we never guessed a chance for Dogman. Now, the BFRO is the Bigfoot Field Resource Organization. We were passing the Looney House, and it was around 2200 with clear vision. There's a bull pine tree line to my right and a hillside to the left, and my property straight on top of the hill. My brights were on, and I remember scanning the tree line as we were passing. And about 12 feet up there, two red reflected eyes surrounded by a black mass with shoulders, no neck, and pronounced ears. My shot caused me to ditch the from not paying attention to the road. We were high-centered for about five minutes. I stepped out to lock my hubs, and I remembered that overwhelming feeling of being watched, which hurried my project. When I got back in the car... The feeling didn't go away. I quickly got out of the ditch and sped up on the hill to the house. My mom was asking me why I was so worried, which she later found out why. About midnight, mom was woken up by the most guttural howling you can imagine. Mom yelled at me through the house if I was awake, and I had already had my window cracked and listening to the sound that we still hear every now and then. I then later looked for anyone who knew anything about what I saw. I then located Mr. Vic, who runs Dogman Encounters on the East Coast. He gave me the best info he could, which was extremely helpful. I then armed myself with an AR-15, a 45 revolver, and a 380. <laughs> it was the best I had at the time. I figured a guy on the phone might be full of it, and the only way to get the trust is to find it it's yourself. I tracked through the snow to the location I seen the eyes in the, in the exact tree. There were no tracks in the snow. I thought I was just seeing things and got all worked up over nothing. And then I looked up around three, 13 to 15 feet up the tree, and about 7 feet as well, there were Claw marks dug into the tree. I started looking for other trees, and sure enough, there was a trail of claw marks from tree to tree. (laughs) This guy just keeps capitalizing the craziest stuff. Eventually, the mystery trail 
came to an end and gave into another shocking trail large enough to dwarf a lion print where the largest dog print I've ever seen. The trail seemed to step over large bush piles and bushes. Eventually, it led to the quad trail that follows the lower part of the property in Hoodoo Lake. What I saw next still lies there. A deer carcass with no head, no hide, quarters, and no vital organs. On closer examination, the neck bone was crumbled and shattered around by horn flesh. Both legs were broken and no bite marks. And then the ribs had been separated in pattern that indicated hyperextension. There was a lot of scuffle in the snow from coyotes, but I never seen coyotes leave the breast meat and back strips, question mark. What concerned me even more was I found a leg wedge in the fork of thin pine about 12 feet off the ground. This tree couldn't support a bobcat. I've never gone back to the woods behind my house without being armed since. My neighbor now thinks I'm the crazy one. I dressed in full combat gear when I set trail cams. <laughs> I guess I am the weird one now, but I will tell you this. There is something in my woods, and that was the rancher across the street thinking a grizzly attacked his cows in November. Every neighbor hears the howls. I asked my landlord at the bar if he had seen or heard anything while he was living here, and his face went white as a ghost. I haven't had a sighting since, but I did have an ice ball thrown at my car. And there's no kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that one sounds more like a Bigfoot. If it's throwing things and yeah. it's... Yeah. But Amy, this tree couldn't support a bobcat. <laughs> they are members of the BFRO. The, the Caps definitely sold me on that one. I'm, I'm not he lie. was excited. I don't think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he was just typing and accidentally kept hitting Caps on and off and didn't realize it. This next one <clears throat> is from Idaho Falls, Idaho. <clears throat> Go ahead. My name is Angela. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm a 47-year-old female from Idaho Halls, Idaho. Is this your dating profile <laughs> or a dogman encounter? I grew up in Idaho, and I am an avid animal lover, especially wolves, since I was very young. I am writing to tell you about my dogman encounter when I was around 16 or 17 years old. It would have been around 1986 or 1987. And if we remember back to the legend, every, every 10, 10 years on the seventh year. Anyway, myself, my friend L, female, and my other friend B, male, decided one night to go into our local cemetery and look for what is called the Knocking Grave. Hello? Who's there? And the Werewolf Grave. We found the Knocking Grave and discovered that it was just a loose board which vibrates back when you knock on the grave. We never found the Werewolf Grave, so we just chalked it up as being a myth. We decided to go back to the car and 
were talking when L and B decided they wanted some alone time. They were a couple back then. I got out of the car and decided to walk around the cemetery by myself. It was a beautiful night with a full moon shining above. Ironic, I know. I was walking along looking at the old gravestones and thinking of how sad it is that so many people are completely forgotten after they die. And I heard a strange sound to my left. Jokes to the right. I was standing near a mausoleum looking down into another part of the cemetery. I heard the sound again and started walking towards it. It sounded as though something was crunching on something. Do you have 308 ammo? I stood there for a minute listening. I immediately noticed how quiet it had gotten in the cemetery, and the hair stood up on my neck and arms. Usually there is noise from cars or dogs barking or crickets or something like that, but there was nothing. I then saw a silhouette of something big and black standing a little ways away from me, around 25 feet away to be exact. Something told me to black away slowly and leave now, but I ignored it. I crept closer to the creature, never taking my eyes off of it. Run, bitch! (laughs) My eyes had adjusted to the darkness, and I could see very well, especially with the moonlight helping light up the night. What I saw terrified me and also piqued my curiosity. The creature first looked like a huge wolf, but the front legs and torso were abnormally large, and the back legs were huge as well. It had a long, furry tail behind it, just like a wolf's tail. The head was huge, and it had long, pointed ears with stuffs of fur at the tips from what I could see, and it was leaning down and was eating something. The sounds I heard was the crunching it made when it bit into whatever it was eating. I was excited because I had always wanted to see a wild wolf, and I thought that was what I was looking at. I figured maybe a wolf had escaped the zoo, which was right next door to the cemetery, and had caught a rabbit or something. I realized, though, that the zoo didn't have a wolf in it, and hadn't had one in years. That made me even more excited and curious. I stared at the creature for about a minute or so, and then I shifted my legs to get more comfortable, and I must have stepped on a twig or scuffled my feet because the creature suddenly stopped eating, looked up, and turned its head my way. It then stood up on its back legs, and I heard a loud pop. And that was when I realized this was not a huge wolf. It was black and had a few brownish streaks in its fur. When it stood up, I saw its head, chest, stomach, and lower body. The shoulders and chest were massive and covered in fur that tapered down as you looked at the stomach area and legs. It reminded me of a bodybuilder on steroids because of how muscular it was. Hmm. Did you just find a werewolf erotica? (laughs) As it stood there, it started to sniff the air. (laughs) And I started to get turned on. It realized I was in heat. (laughs) First time at 16. There was something in the air that night. Where was I? 
sniffing. <laughs> yeah. The eyes were a deep orange gold. It started to sniff the air and it stopped and stared my way. The eyes were a deep orange gold and seemed to glow in the moonlight. It looked at me and I felt a fear grow deep within me that I have never felt before. I knew it saw me and I knew I had made a huge mistake by not leaving when I first got that bad feeling. It felt as though everything went cold. And this creature could see within my soul. It stared at me for a minute, and then it opened its mouth, and it bared its teeth at me as if it were smiling. The teeth were huge and yellowish white, and they looked very sharp, just right for ripping its prey apart. It never took its eyes off of me. It then lifted its arms and took a bite out of whatever it was eating. I then realized the sound I had heard was it crunching bone and tearing flesh as it ate its meal. The hands were like elongated paws, and at the end of each finger were huge black claws that gripped the leg it was eating. I stood there watching it eat for what seemed like hours, when it could have only been a few minutes. He never took his eyes off of me, The fear I felt overwhelmed me. I felt sick and I was visibly shaking. And so I did the one thing I had been taught to never do when confronted with a predator. Run. Zoinks! (laughs) I turned and ran as fast as I could back to the car. Oh, no. I didn't care. Oh, no, 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 no. I couldn't get his eyes out of my head. And that smile, those teeth... I could imagine it catching me and ripping me to shreds as I ran. I made it to the car, though, flung open the door and jumped in, screaming for B to start the car and get us out of there. They asked me what was wrong, and I just yelled at them to go now. B looked at me and saw the terrified look on my face, so he started the car and we left, and I never went back to that cemetery again. Later that night, I told B and L what I had seen. And they both laughed at me and told me it was just my mind playing tricks on me, which made me feel hurt that they didn't believe me. But I could hardly believe it myself. I saw a werewolf, or what is referred to as a dogman, and I will never forget it. That is probably one of the best written stories we've read tonight. Yeah. Yeah. the only thing different between that story, like the description, is, is the, the tale. tale. Yeah. 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 The other ones don't really describe a tale, do they? That was a good one. Oh, no. Because all honesty, that probably would have been me, too. I'd been like, I'm scared, but I want to see what it is. Yeah. I'm scared, but I want to see what it is. Oh, I'm so curious. What is it? Oh, that's. Oh, it's looking at me. Oh, what do I do? Hey. Fuck! Hey. <laughs> Key. Come over here and check this out. Mirror. 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 What big eyes you have. That was what I wanted to say when you talked about the teeth. I was like, what big teeth you have. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought he was about to get into some dogman erotica. <laughs> and then he sniffed my ass. I bent over and he sniffed my ass. His nose was cold against my anus. <laughs> and that's when he mounted me <laughs> and I came for the first time 
came for the very first time. Oh, I came where? in like a wrecking ball. Oh, where is my werewolf? Up your ass. <laughs> oh, where is my werewolf? In your mouth. Oh, where, oh, where, oh, where, oh, where, oh, where, is my werewolf? Up Inside your ass. you. <laughs> Now, I, I think it's pretty uncommon for predators when they're confronted to continue eating. That one was like cocky. Yeah, because they usually want to keep their mouths empty in case they need to bite. Yeah, and they're going to snarl because, I mean, like, especially with dogs. It almost seemed like he was like, oh, hi. <laughs> Do you want something? Crunch. I mean, Do you like- want to bite? I mean, we don't have a pack of dogs. We have a dog and two cats. Also, dogs can't grab a hold of stuff. With their hands? Yeah, they don't have hands. But I'm just thinking, like, when the cat, when the dog's eating and the cats are coming up on her, she'll growl at them. Yeah. yeah. And she'll just keep her eyes on them. She'll continue eating, but she keeps her eyes on them the whole time, just like this thing yeah. did. And watches them. And if they get too close, then she'll chase them off. But... No, yeah, the the, the fingers because she talked about fingers at the end of each yeah. finger were claws. So it had Which, human yeah. humanoid hands. Well, I mean, obviously, it grabbing a leg of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the mean, dog is not going to do that. Yeah, bears have big claws like that, but I don't think this was misidentification of a bear. No, but <laughs> then I was kind of confused. I've kind of always thought Idaho would be a location where there are a lot of wolves. I mean, they're usually up in that area. I mean, we have them here, but yeah. they're usually like you hear about them up in that yeah, that part northwest. of the Northwest. So it was interesting to me that she was excited to see one in the wild, which I understand. I've never seen a wild yeah, wolf. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see a wolf yeah. in the but, wild. Um, but the thing is, that there was none in the zoo. Because, I mean, we have them in our zoo because it's the part of the, issue, the local thing. Just so people understand, if you think you see one wild wolf in the wild, um, there's more. Yeah. And they're probably circling you. Yeah. So, if you see, like, oh, I want to see a wolf up, up close, and you see one, you should probably go away because the others are somewhere close. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to see a whole lot of them real quick because <laughs> <laughs> they are pack animals. But but as far as wolves being in Idaho, I think most of them have been hunted down yeah. by ranchers. I mean, like our wolf population is increasing. Yeah. And we're actually ending up with a lot of wolf coyote hybrids in mm-hmm. our area. They're so cute. Um because of that. Because there's more coyotes than wolves and the they're Now what they're are those called? Coyotes? Wyotes? Wyotes. <laughs> And also, there's also something with wolves that I don't think a lot of people realize how big wolves really are. Mm, I, yeah. Timber like, wolves, which are the largest North American breed wolves, I mean, if they were standing on their back legs, would be over six feet tall. Yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, their they heads are, they're are the about size five of. Foot. I mean, height wise, like if on all fours, rival a Great Dane. Yeah. So I mean, they are huge. Do- are huge animals yeah i mean they're dogs but they're not they're just so i I could also see only thing is most wolves i mean there are dark uh, furred wolves and stuff but like for timber wolves which being the largest ones they're mostly white and gray with a little maybe some light brown but 
I don't know if you guys have searched YouTube for strange sightings like I do all the time, but there is a video out on YouTube of what they claim is a dire wolf. It, it's it, a giant black oh, yeah. wolf. It, it ended up being a timber wolf. It, it, yeah, they got the DNA back. A giant black wolf that was chasing the the uh, well, a, a golden not a golden retriever, but a uh, German shepherd. Yeah. Now there are dire wolves in the spirit world, and well, dire wolves supposedly were act really existed. Yeah, yeah, they, and, and they believe they might be coming back. So yeah. there are rumors, and and one of I'm trying to get her name Linda S. Godfrey's theories was that these are creatures that come from the spirit world and yeah. return. Yeah, I mean that video is really interesting. That wolf is huge, and like I said, it's like a German shepherd that's barking at it and. And when you see it next to that German Shepherd, which are not small dogs, it's still two, three feet taller than it. Mm-hmm. And now, wasn't it at Skinwalker Ranch that a large dog, yep. wolf-like creature, attacked? And I don't know. It's it, in our area too. It's not uncommon for wolves to be pets. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've had friends who have had wolves, but pet wolves don't tend to get. As big as wild wolves, but they're still, yeah, Great Dane sized or, you know, yeah. a little smaller. They're still yeah. big. Oh, they're huge. So, yeah. I would say I was a very, very big fan of wolves when I was a kid. So I did a lot of reading on wolves. And I was a timber wolf. Oh, wait, that was my high school's mascot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in mythology, I mean, wolves are always one of the biggest and most feared creatures. And Norse, uh, Greek, Indian mythology, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. wolves have been praised and feared. Well, I mean, as if long you, as I can think of, if you think back to like early man, wolves became our partner. Yeah, you know, we would give them our scraps, which would then create kind of a bond where they would actually look after man and alert them to any predators and then we started using them for hunting yeah which basically we would just follow them so like the the thing though is is like whenever i look at uh, dds when we're talking about going back and looking at the uh significance of like uh Dogs in general. I, I one of the biggest things that I have always been, not biggest. I, I wouldn't say, but my favorite, like uh, Egyptian wise, would be Anubis. Okay, mm-hmm. and that being said, like he is a dog-like figure, yeah. and mm-hmm. any anything that uh, gets sprung from him, whether it be an understow or a soldier or anything like that, description-wise, if you look at any kind of, and I say scripture-wise, but if you look at any kind of literature-wise uh, storytelling of him defeating, attacking, or whatever, it's always a dog-like figure. Yeah. So it, it's always been my favorite. Um, it's always been my favorite deity in, in, in that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've I've been uh, rewatching True Blood. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast. You have or not, but I've been rewatching True Blood, and I just happened to watch the episodes. Where the where the season where the werewolves come in, <laughs> in that. So it, and then last week you were watching with the, the Dionysus, yeah. and you you yeah. pulled it into that episode. 
Apparently, I'm watching <laughs> True Blood for the synchronicities with our podcast. I wonder but, if it'll sync up with what we got next week. Honestly, to mesh with you, though, Twilight's on Netflix. Started watching all those movies, too. Ah. Those. <laughs> I know. I know. Vampires, but werewolves. But they're not <sighs> werewolves. They're, they're shapeshifters. Shapeshifters, but they transform into wolves. They're wolf wares. Thank you. But going back to I got, and when this episode kind of start episode kind of started, they talked about the Native Americans and how, or I think it was Native Americans and how they might have just been wearing wolf pelts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I mean, you go back to like the Aztecs; they had the jaguar warriors that people believed were jaguars fighting for the Aztecs, and what that was was their most prized warriors in the Aztec armies were would wear. Uh, jaguar mm-hmm. pelts yeah. and ma- faces and stuff like that. So I think that could be an idea of where the idea came of men and becoming wolves and stuff like that. So what if but, the dog man is just these wild men you hear about? Yeah. That usually attack on site. They live out in remote areas. They're especially prevalent like in Appalachia and other well, places that have vast amounts of wilderness. Very true. And they're wearing a pelt mm-hmm. of some kind. Very well could be. Uh, I also started thinking about the devil monkey in some of the descriptions. Just the body descriptions yeah. were yeah. very similar to the devil monkey. Yeah. Um, even the teeth and the the snarling. Because the devil monkey was described like a dog. Yeah, kind of like a monkey with a dog's yeah. face. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole Or like a dog with a monkey yeah. face. Which... With the way they compl- claim the dog man moves, fits more with a monkey than it does a dog or yeah. a human. So yeah. Well, and if that one that was in a tree, twelve foot up in a tree, yeah. dogs don't climb trees. Mm-mm. So this could be misidentified devil monkeys. <laughs> Why not? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things though that I, I really didn't enjoy is the. Uh, I mean, and I say enjoy the the tone of which a lot of the stories that we covered tonight were about the same. Yeah. But. The ideas of just the research that I did a little bit of um, over multiple stories that we did not cover, but are out there, um, a lot of them don't have to do with anything as far as the aggressiveness of the dogman, meaning it looks pissed off, it looks like it wants to attack, it looks like it wants to eat your asshole, but at the same time... It just looks like... He was listening to Erotica. (laughs) I was. It was puppy Erotica. Um, Ew. (laughs) Scooby-Doo! What's the Scooby-Doo? We're coming out for you. Um, Let me at him. Let me at him. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Scrappy. Um, But I will say this, though. The idea of this cryptid, though, is there are multiple ideas as uh, what it possibly could be, what it possibly is, what it is, and then also like what I brought up earlier about the whole genetic stuff, people actually do have ideas that uh, the the government and or uh, other people are throwing their own genetic lines into animals and creating these things that are specifically there to just go out and... Yeah, the Aluma puppy. Yeah, the Aluma puppy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean... But... And then again, yeah. I mean, the, the the idea of actually having a dog man is honestly like, I would love to see that. Well, along the lines of what you're saying, in all these stories that we've read, none of them attack. 
Exactly. Yeah. They're more curious, which is more like a Bigfoot or um, there are other cryptids that we've Mothman. But where they're they're more watching us. But maybe the people that get attacked don't live to tell the story. Kind of like with the uh, black eyed children. So in yeah. the song, though, there was one stated death in, with the gentleman in the tractor. A fright, a yeah. Fright. Yeah, a fright. But, but it, there was nothing physically causing yeah. him to... Yeah. So yeah. it's a situation of like, okay, where, where's, your, where's your fear stance at? Yeah. If you, if you literally are going to be fearful of something that you've never seen before, I understand that 100%. Don't, I'm not making fun of anybody. Because I've, I've well, been I mean, same. some people just don't have. I mean, it was an old farmer. Yeah, probably had a heart condition anyway. Yeah, and you see, you're out plowing your fields, and all of a sudden, you see this seven foot tall wolf walking on its hind legs, like, staring oh, at you. I'm coming home. <laughs> he, you know, he's just like. <laughs> and this was also in the late 1800s when people they would put down like people died from like gravel in the intestines yeah. and like. Yeah. <laughs> And what was that everlasting one? faint? And yeah, everlasting. They were faint. like, "Hey, was scared to death." <laughs> the, the, the forever sleep. Yeah, yeah. he died of fright. Uh, there actually was a was it um, lethargia coma or something like that. Oh which sure. Was literally, people would fall asleep and just not wake up. Yeah, they go into coma, but they didn't yeah. know what to call it. Yeah. and they, like it was all named after being lethargic, like. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't quite know what to name things. You got sloth disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean these stories are all so similar, which yeah. to me adds some credibility to them. So like each creature is very similar, and in like the was it the Tennessee ones or the Kansas those Kansas ones were like the cropped ears and the yellowish eye. Like it it was almost like it was the same one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and the ones from these websites, that was just a sampling. I mean, there's hundreds you could go read if you want. I mean, we've got a few stories from here in Oklahoma back in our Oklahoma dog, would, dog man mm-hmm. episode. Oh, yeah. oh, I remember that. The where the, <laughs> the kid was carrying the machete. <laughs> the, the, the machete made out of a lawnmower blade. Yeah. Or, or the werewolf just ba- uh, lounging on the side of a hill, yeah. staring at her, like laying on his back. Like he's a swimsuit like, model, just he's like, "Hi, <laughs> you like what you see? <laughs> Come Spreads over his here, legs, and yeah. check this out." <laughs> but the Oklahoma stories don't match these stories as much, but they're also not as detailed. Like yeah. these stories are very detailed, and some of them are well written, some of them not so much. But what can you expect from online submissions? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've all read through Reddit and <laughs> creepypastas. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think there's something to it. And I think that whatever they're seeing, they're seeing the same creature. And it could be a mass misidentification. Or there could be an unknown creature out there. Or werewolves could exist. I no. mean, it very well could be. I'm not going to say that one's a no. I'm willing to put my money on the world is far more fascinating and intriguing than what you read about in scientific books. Yeah. And if these are man-wolves, whether they're shapeshifters or not, I mean, if they're part man, 
Dogs are intelligent anyway. Yeah. Dogs, yeah. Uh, wolves can stay avoided. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have a pack of wolves that lives in your property and never see them. So it would make sense that they would be able, if they're not pack animals, these don't yeah. seem to be pack animals. Lone wolves. Yeah. They're like a lone wolf type situation. And in that case, yeah. Few you're people, not going to find, you're not going to see them unless they want you to see them. Yeah. Kind of like the Bigfoot. Yeah. You're not going to see one unless it wants you to see it. Kind of like the Fey folk. Yeah. The elementals. Dun, dun, dun. As for what it could be if it's not a wolf man. I mean, bear be- always jumps in my head. But like some of the videos I've seen and everything look like a scrawny bear. But yeah, and some some bear, especially right after hibernation or right before hibernation. Yeah. No, not before, right right after hibernation. Yeah, they have the big chest with the tiny, scrawny little legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're almost unrecognizable. Yeah. It's kind of like when they're hairless. Yeah. You ever yeah. seen hairless bears? They're creepy. You're like, what is that thing? That's like the only living animal that I could think, because I, I don't think you could even really just misidentify an actual wolf as a wolf man. Like, yeah. They're big, but... They don't walk on two legs. They don't walk on two legs. They're... Bodies aren't shaped the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bear would be the probably the most acceptable wild animal that I can think of as well. Yeah. Like a, but some of these are pre hibernation. Yeah. Like one, with one in the snow and everything. Like, they I mean, should be, yeah. should be big. Yeah. Because that's where they eat and store up for the winter. So, precisely. That kind of blows some of that out, unless it's maybe one that's sick. Yeah, but that's the only thing I could think of in the animal kingdom that, I, and location-wise, it would all fit along with bears. But yeah. I just still can't say that's really what I think it is. That's just the closest thing I can think of. Yeah. Anybody have anything else that they want to add? Beware the dog man. But don't be too scared because apparently they don't attack. Yeah. Or the ones who can write, like Dave said, the ones who are writing the stories survive. True. It's hard to write a story when you're dead. Yeah, unlike the devil monkey, they don't leave anybody maimed. I guess if you're going to go out at night, carry a stake in your pocket. Silver bullet. You can toss it and run the opposite direction. Oh, that kind of stake. I was thinking like a wood (laughs) stake for vampires. (laughs) I was thinking for vampires. I was like, that doesn't really do anything for werewolves, but a silver bullet will. No, I'm talking like a T-bone. Oh. (laughs) Or like, so you just want them to attract them? Is a what skirt you're snake, saying. Or skirt snake, skirt, skirt snake, <laughs> skirt snake. The cheaper versions, you know, you don't have to do a whole T bone or or an AR fifteen, a three or what, what was a forty five, I think, yeah. and a three eighty, yeah, then <laughs> like a crossbow and wear your combat outfit when you go out into the woods. <laughs> yep, he sounded like one of those you'd see on those Bigfoot hunting shows. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Which he reminded great. me of um, if you guys have ever seen Tremors. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The well, Earl or whatever his name is. He's got the all the guns and like brings out the elephant gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little overkill for the Wolfman, <laughs> but we don't know. Um, I don't know if hunting Wolfman would be considered under like wolf protection or not. 
So I, I'm not going to recommend hunting them until you have checked into um, your, your state. local hunting, <laughs> local laws. hunting yeah. laws. A lot of states have protective laws against Bigfoot. Yeah, ours yeah. is trying to make a Bigfoot hunting season. Yeah. You're not allowed to kill it, though. They are literally... Well, it's dis- like a Bigfoot tracking season. Discussing yeah. this in our house right now. Yeah. COVID cases are back through the roof. <laughs> back through the wolf. Back through the... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and we're worried about Bigfoot hunting seasons because that is Uncle Homer. Shh, be very, better quiet. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, back? <laughs> but... You know, check your local laws before you go hunting Wolfman. Um, Dogman. Dogman, Wolfman, whichevs, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can also go and check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also our Discord at UMP Normalcy, and our website at umpnormalcy.com. Dot com. Don't forget to check out our brother and sisters in the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. We've got Administrism, Faith Blind Council, Smuts Up, Lux Occult, and Ad Hoc History. And we want to say check out our brothers over at Grognostics. They're always fun guys to listen to. And don't forget your Parabox Monthly. Use the link in the description of this show to order your paranormal t-shirt paranormal t-shirt ship straight to your door every month and use promo code paranormal at checkout and get 10% off your first order um, they're awesome shirts I keep collecting them and I am going to keep collecting them forever <laughs> and ever in fact my last one was the Michigan Dogman. oh <laughs> very cool <laughs> So, thank you guys for listening. We love you all. Go check out our Patreon. We don't have much on there. Uh, As we get more and more subscribers, we'll work harder and harder to give you guys some some extra extra stuff, extra content. Um, There are parts of our short-lived Unearthing Evidence podcast on there. But, yeah, we can totally come up with more stuff if we start getting more and more Patreons. Um... You guys all rock. We love you. Thank you for listening. Share us with your friends. If you don't like us, share us with those that you don't like because maybe they'll like us. And until next time, keep digging. Unearthing Paranormalcy is a part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. To hear more great independent productions like the one you just listened to, visit our catalog at tgmpodcastnetwork.com.